This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. I think I'm pretty insecure about um, how long my legs are. Uh, sometimes I uh, look in the mirror and think about if I'd gotten braces when I was younger. More straight than they are right now. I like the way my nose looks in that part of my face. When I say my eyes, sometimes I feel like pictures really just like to get my eyes looking in different I think directions. I critique the way that um, my hips sometimes are. I feel like my lips aren't big enough. I have questions. I have questions. I have questions. I have questions. What is up? How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, Jacob. Who's excited to be here? A few? A few. Who's, who's not excited to be here? Okay, cool. So for tonight, to start tonight off right, I decided I'm going to show you guys a picture of me when I was a kid. Who wants to see a picture of me when I was younger? Yeah? All right. So don't laugh at me too much when this comes up. I'm showing this photo for a reason. So here I am. <clears throat> this is me and my, my younger brother, who's now probably five inches taller than me, which n- no surprise, right? Um, we are getting ready for Awana. Does anybody know what Awana is? A few of you. We're getting ready for Awanas. Um, this is right before see us in our, our cool khaki pants and our polos and then our little vests. We look, we look awesome. We look, we look dapper. That's the word I would use. We look really dapper. Um, I show this picture to you guys, though, because I, I look at this photo, and I remember a time when I didn't care about how I looked. Like, I look at this photo, and I remember a time when I just it didn't matter to me. I didn't care at all. I didn't, not even a little bit at this time. Like, I was just living life. My mom picked out my clothes for me. She fixed my hair every morning. She made sure that I looked, I looked presentable when I left the house. But if it were, if it were up to me at that time, I just would have worn the same thing probably every day. I don't know. Like, I didn't really care. Like, I just would have got up, thrown on my T-shirt, some shorts, wouldn't have even fixed my hair. Like, my goals when I was that age in this photo, my goals were survive school, play, eat. Like, that's it. That's all I cared about. And maybe, maybe pick on my little brother a little bit. Had to throw that in there every once in a while. I don't really get to pick on him anymore, like I said. He's five inches taller than me. So my little brother has became my big brother. That's really fun. Um, I, never, I never thought about impressing people when I was this age. I just didn't. I never felt self-conscious about my appearance. And at that age, I didn't pay attention either to how other people 
like looked or judged their bodies compared to me or how they dressed. I just lived life. I just lived my life. And you probably have a picture that you could look back on and it would be similar to that one, right? Like a picture that you remember a time when you just didn't care. A time when there was this age that even if it was a really young age, when you didn't worry about what you looked like and you didn't think about what other people around you looked like, like you were, you were more innocent than you were self-conscious, right? Like you were more carefree than you were insecure. You were more concerned with playing or picking on your siblings than you were with your appearance. See, but then there's a day that comes. There's a day that changes it for all of us. And it may not be a specific day that you can put your, put, put your finger on, that you can really think of, but there's a day or a moment when things start to shift. Things shift at some point. Suddenly, we become more aware of how we see ourselves. More than that, we become conscious of how others see us. And boom, all of a sudden, just like that, everything's changed. See, this happens, this happens at different ages for all of us. It happens at different times and different ways. Maybe, maybe you had a friend who really cared about the way they looked, like all the time. And even though you never really thought about it before that moment, each time they commented about themselves, it made you more aware of yourself and how you looked. Or maybe you had a parent who made some comments about your physical appearance. And whether those comments were positive or negative, whatever it is, they, they simply got you thinking about how you looked. See, maybe it was something that a doctor or a pediatrician said to you or about you that made you start realizing how you looked. Maybe it was something you saw on TV, in a movie, on YouTube, a TikTok, or you read it in a book. I don't know. But suddenly... This form of entertainment made you more aware. It made you self-aware, self-conscious about your body. See, and at some point, we all go from innocent children who couldn't care any less about how we look to young adults who are very aware and we care a lot. See, and that brings us to the topic that we're talking about today, and that's body image. And for some of us, that's awkward, it's weird. Um, But going into the summer months, man, body image seems to be something that is so prevalent. Like we talk about it, we think about it. It's just one of those things that we really, really start to get concerned. Like we want to get our beach bodies ready, all that good stuff. I've never had a beach body, I never will. But we think about it, right? Here's Here's a quick kind of definition that we're going to work with with body image. And we're going to say body image is how you see yourself when you look in the mirror or when you picture yourself in your mind. And what that includes are these things. It includes what you believe about your own appearance, including memories, assumptions, and any generalizations. See, it includes how you feel about your body, including your height, shape, and your weight. It includes how you sense and control your body as you move and how you physically 
experience or feel your body. See, in many of us, we internalize the messages like at a young age that they can lead to either a positive or a negative body image. But we internalize those. We shut them down. We push them down. And having a healthy body image is important. And it's a really important part of our mental well-being. And also, it's something that is preventative for eating disorders and things like that. So that's just a quick like definition that encompasses a lot of stuff. But just think of body image as how you see yourself when you look in the mirror. And for the record, this is something that I really want to get across and that everyone needs to listen to. See, body image isn't just a girl thing. It's not. It might be more prevalent in girls because they are more open about it or they talk about it more. But it's not just a girl thing, not even a little bit. This is definitely a guy thing too. And also, it's not just a teenager thing. It's an every adult ever thing. See, almost everyone deals with this in one way or another. This makes it something that's more than just a teenager thing, more than just a girl thing. It's a human thing. At some point, we all think about our bodies. And at some point, it can consume our thoughts. See, if you want to hear a personal experience for me, I, I made fun of myself a little bit earlier about my brother being five inches taller, but I used to really struggle with being small, scrawnier. Like, I used to not feel like I could ever be a man, a husband, a father, because look at me, right? So it's not just a girl thing. It's not just a girl thing. So we have a specific way that we view ourselves, and we have a particular way that we think other people view us. And this can center around any number of things. Like, think about things like our height, muscle mass, hair, acne, skin tone, weight. All of those things go into how we view ourselves and how we think other people view us. See, these are, these are normal body realities that all people deal with. But for you, as young adults, they're often complicated by other situations. For example, your body image is definitely affected if you're the first one to hit puberty and you develop faster than everyone else around you. Like, you feel weird. You're like, why is this happening? Why am I so different than everyone else? Or if you're the last one to hit puberty and you develop more slowly, and trust me, I've been there, I'm still not positive I've hit puberty. That's not a joke. Thanks for laughing at me. I'm not sure I have. It plays into other situations too. If your hair is different, your size is different, your skin is different than most of the people around you, it complicates things. If you're not as strong or as fast as the people around you or on your teams, your body image can take a hit. If you're considered pretty or stylish, there's so much pressure on you to feel that way all the time, and you feel stressed to maintain your status by the way you dress, post, or look, and it can take an effect on your body image. See, all kinds of factors go into body image. But why is this a big deal? See, why does it matter what we think about our bodies? 
If everyone deals with this, who cares if we struggle, right? Who cares how we look or feel or how we think other people see us? Well, the reason that it's important is because I think deep down, we're all just trying to figure out an answer to this question. Like, how should we feel about our bodies? And when you think about your own body, what are you most insecure about? I want you guys to take 30 seconds right now in your own head. When you think about your own body, what are you most insecure about? See, trying, trying to figure out how we should feel about our bodies and why we have certain insecurities, it's exhausting. It's tiresome. And searching for an answer causes all sorts of thoughts and actions in our lives, things that we do sometimes that we aren't proud of. So if this question is impacting the way we think, live, and feel, then we need to see if there's a way to find a truly fulfilling answer. And thankfully, something written a long time ago that we find in the Bible gives us a chance to find a helpful answer. See, most people refer to the Bible as just a book, right? But in reality, the Bible is this collection of books that spans all types of genres over a really long period of time. And it's divided into two sections, right? What we typically call the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament consists of the books before Jesus walked the earth. The New Testament consists of the books that are about Jesus's life on earth and then what happened afterward. And in the Old Testament, one of the books is called Psalm. It's basically a collection of poetry about God, emotions, worship, pain, relationships, nature. It covers so many different things. It's, it's basically like a journal to God. And a lot of it was written by King David, a famous ancient king of Israel. And his, his life was like a movie. Like so much went, went on. There were so many ups and downs. I mean, this guy had a movie of a life. And in one of his poems, King David said this. He says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See, why did David pray this prayer? Why did he ask God to search him? Because he was a human being like the rest of us. See, he had anxious thoughts like you and I do. And just like us, he struggled to know what to do with those thoughts. And because he didn't know what to do, he did all that he did know what to do, and that was to ask God for help. Then he continues by saying this. He says, see if there is any offensive way in me. See, this was a key phrase to add on to the first part of his prayer to God. See, David asked God to help him see if there was any offensive way in him. So not only did he want to recognize his anxious thoughts, he wanted God to help him to know which ones were offensive. Maybe you hear that and think David is asking God to show him, you know, what David is thinking about that, that might make God upset, right? 
But think about this verse in light of what we're talking about today and our bodies. See, God made us with a body. We're made in his image. Our bodies are good. So when David asks God to search him and see if there are offensive thoughts, he means which ones were hurtful to God? Which ones were hurtful toward the way David saw himself? Which ones were in total opposition to the way that God saw David? Which ones would be offensive if David said them to someone else? See, when it comes to body image, you and, you and I need to examine our thoughts. We need to know which ones are offensive to God. And what makes a thought offensive to God, like what, what, what makes those thoughts offensive to him? The answer is it's one that doesn't reflect what God thinks. So when we say some things like this, I'm going to give you some examples of things that I've said to myself or I've heard other people say to themselves. These kind of thoughts, like, I'm an idiot. I'm gross. I'm ugly. I look awful. I'm too weak. I'll never look as good as the people around me. See, those are the kind of thoughts that are offensive to God. But why? Well, for one, because God made you, and he made you in his image, but also because God knows your thoughts need to be taken seriously. Our thoughts impact our actions, our attitudes, and just our way of being in the world. So not only do thoughts like this steal our joy, they negatively affect the way that we act and carry ourselves out every day. In essence, when we don't accept ourselves, we're not able to be ourselves. We're not able to embrace the we that God created us to be. See, on our own, it's, it's tough enough not to think offensive things about ourselves. But it's even tougher when things are added, like pressure from coaches and parents or influence from media, social media comments, comparison to other people, assumptions about other people's thoughts of us, and standards to measure up to that, that we have created for ourselves. See, it can get really, really complicated. See, that's why it's so empowering to get to the end of this passage and see what King David says last. He says, and lead me in the way everlasting. The way everlasting is God's way. It's choosing to think about ourselves in a way that aligns with how God sees us. And David wrote something else that helps us understand how much we mean to God. He wrote this. He says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful I know that full well. See, what David is saying is that, that God created us and our bodies. We were, we were crafted and designed by God. And God, God loves us just the way we are right now. See, God has placed incredible value, incredible worth and honor on our lives. See, that's 
what fearfully and wonderfully made means. Every single one of us was, was created by God and given worth and value. And those things are more than, than, than even we can ever imagine. And nothing can change the truth of that. See, he loves and cares about us so much that he didn't just say it. He acted upon it. All we have to do is look at that, that special verse that many of us know in the Gospel of John that says this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, and what this means for us is more than just like a cool memory verse for us to recite and say that we know a verse out of the Bible. What it means is that God values who we are so much that he sent his own son to save us from our sins. It means that God loves us so much right where we are, no matter how we feel about ourselves. It means, it means that God means it when we're told that we're fearfully and wonderfully made because he didn't just say it, he proved how much we meant to him. And for some of you, this, this may be something that you already know, right? You've already accepted Jesus into your life. And for you, I want you to remember how much you mean to God and, and, and what he did through Jesus. Next time you start feeling shame about how you look, remember those promises. Remember what he did through Jesus. And for others of you, this, this may be the first time that you've heard this. For you, this is the first step. It's to start believing that you are who God says you are and that he sent his son to die for your sins and believing that this is the beginning of transforming how we see ourselves. Because our creator the person who made us, God made us, right? Our creator, he sees us as fearfully and wonderfully made. And when we choose to believe in Jesus and the salvation that he brings into our lives, then we start to see ourselves the way that God sees us. And that means instead of obsessing over our bodies, like, like that is the only thing that matters about us, or the most important thing about us, because a billion-dollar beauty industry tells us so, right? Like, that's what we're told every day. But instead of believing that, we remember that God sees us more than just a body, more than what we look like on the outside or how we feel that other people see us. See, God made us with minds, with emotions and feelings that, that make up the whole of who we are. So instead of treating our bodies like they don't matter at all and they're just something we have to put up with, we remember that God made us with a body and our bodies are good. They're really good. And they're the way that we experience the world. See, God is okay with our bodies. We know this because God sent Jesus in a body to the earth to have the human experience, just like we do. And instead of striving and struggling to become whatever image we have in our minds, unhappy with ourselves until we achieve that standard of perfection, we can, we can embrace life. We can cherish it 
we can make the most of the time that God's given us. So we get to choose a new way to think about ourselves and our bodies. We all, we all have so many thoughts about ourselves. And it's easy to notice every time we scroll through, you know, different filters whenever you're on Snapchat or Instagram or wherever it is, where we post on TikTok. So we cycle through all these filters as different thoughts about ourselves. They roll through our heads and our heart. See, these kinds of thoughts don't just show up when we're in front of our camera either. They happen all day long. So pay attention to what you say to yourself. Be curious about where those thoughts come from. See, are they thoughts that would be totally offensive if you said them to someone else? Are they thoughts that would be offensive to God if he heard you say them to you as a creation of God? See, ask God to help you see yourself through the lenses of love, of purpose, and acceptance. And then I want you to make this simple but bold and beautiful declaration. I want you to promise to be kind to yourself. Be kind to the unfiltered version of yourself, the one that's there even when all the filters aren't. See, however you look or feel right now, be kind to yourself. So even if you don't think you can do it, make that declaration anyway. Like, declare it, that you will be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself to counteract all the negative things that you think. Be kind to yourself to battle all the pressure that you feel from outside sources and comparison traps that happen. Be kind to yourself because God is full of kindness towards you, and he loves you, and he wants you to see yourself the way that he sees you, as fearfully and wonderfully made. See, kind isn't just saying nice words to yourself either. Kindness is also taking care of your body and what it needs. It's about doing what's good for you. And maybe that means that you go unfollow that account that makes you feel awful. Maybe you add new life-giving habits into your routine that make you feel good and make you feel better. Maybe you take a break from obsessing over exercising, or maybe you start exercising. You set boundaries around who you listen to or talk to about how you look. You stop making jokes about yourself and other people. You stop commenting on people's looks all the time. And for some of you, the negative thoughts that stem from your body image, they may have led you down some really destructive paths. You've been harmful to your body, and you know it. See, now you feel stuck. You feel stuck in this pattern that you just can't seem to get out of. And this might be a really big step. But today, today is the day. Not tomorrow, not in a couple weeks. Today is the day for you to have a one-on-one conversation with a tribe group leader. See, they're going to love you and not judge you. 
For you, the number one way that you can be kind to yourself is to get some help from, from loving, trusted people as quickly as possible. So you deserve that type of help. You're worth it, and God says you're worth it. Just, just imagine if you started to see yourself, your mind, your body, and your whole self the way that God saw you. Just imagine that for a second. So what if you started to see your body not as a problem to be solved and ignored, but also the most important thing about you? Instead, what if you started to see your body as a part of what makes you the way that God made you? It makes you in his image, fearfully and wonderfully made. What if we could anchor our body image in truth instead of negativity, the way that God intended for us? See, so wouldn't, wouldn't that be a more, like, more freeing, a joyful way to live? Let's, let's all start by making one simple decision to be kind to ourselves, but to believe that we are who God says we are. That he sent his son for a reason because he thinks we're worth it. So as we, as we wrap up, I want, you to, I want you to take our time and worship and just reflect on one more question. So over the next few minutes, just think about this question. See, what would happen in your life if you chose to believe that you are who God says you are? What would happen in your life if you chose to believe that you are who God says you are? Let's pray. Father, thank you for each and every person in this room, Lord. I pray that I pray that you would be so present right now. I pray that as we, as we talk about and think about body image and how we view ourselves and just all these battling thoughts that come from media, movies, friends, parents, coaches, everything around us, that you would shift our perspective, that you would point us to you, point us to Jesus. That we wouldn't sit here and think our bodies are awful or just a disruptance in our life, but that we would see that we were made in the image of you and that we were made good. That you love us just the way we are. I pray that if there's anyone in this room who hasn't accepted your son yet, Lord, that they would do that tonight. That they would start seeing themselves differently. They would see themselves the way that you see us. I pray that they would have the courage to go to a leader if they need to and talk about it. They wouldn't feel nervous or anxious about any of it, Lord. I pray that you would just fill this room with your presence. And we pray this all in your name. Amen. We're going to take